Hello friends, this is Lindsay and I'm here with another episode of the newly named podcast, It's Not All Rainbows. I'm guessing if you're listening, you've already noticed the new name. I will explain that in a minute, but first I want to tell you what today's episode is about. I'm going to talk to you about my dog Pip. I'm going to talk about how I got her the trajectory of my relationship with her while being in an abusive relationship, um, what was going on with that situation, how abusers can use animals to control you, to keep you around, um, and how we got out of it. Stay tuned. Okay, so like I said a moment ago, the podcast has a new name. The whole title of the podcast is going to be It's Not Always Rainbows, Surviving Abusive LGBTQIA Plus Relationships with me, Lindsay Goodman. Uh, Until today, the podcast has been called Late Bloomers Collective. I originally made the podcast when I had just left my abuser and I hadn't yet accepted or said out loud exactly what had been going on. I wasn't feeling brave enough to talk about these things out loud and I was still thinking hey, I want to make a podcast. I want to talk about my experience coming out late, having left a heterosexual marriage, having a child working with that person. And you know what? As soon as I came out with with what was really going on and started talking about it, things really took off for me and this feels like where I need to be. So obviously I wanted the podcast name to align with what I am talking about. I decided to do a sort of competition slash giveaway on Instagram for people to help me come up with a name because I was absolutely stumped. And so I want to thank everyone who um, contributed a name idea. They were also creative and fun to look at and think about. Um, However, I did decide to go with the It's Always Rainbows. It's Not Always Rainbows suggestion by Amanda Brown. So thank you so much. I hope you all like it. I hope you all like the new look for the podcast. Um, But yeah, let's go ahead and dive in. If you follow me on TikTok or Instagram, you have probably seen my birthday video. Uh, There's a video of me. I've probably also mentioned it in the podcast before, but I come home on my birthday, which was is in August. But this video in particular was August of 2021. I come home after having spent some time out picking blueberries and flowers with my son And my abuser was at home and decided to film my reaction to a little birthday setup that they had done. A lot of people, um, that video just took off on both platforms and um, I was shocked at how much, how quickly those videos grew and the amount of interaction I received on those videos and am continuing to receive on the videos. Um, mostly incredibly supportive. Um, People have been validating each other on it and talking about their own experiences with abuse. Most people have seen that video and said that they see themselves or they can like, you know, read my body language and see what's going on. However, there are a lot of people that are really, really concerned about my little Havanese dog, Pip. So I'm going to talk about her. Okay, so in early 2020, I had been in the relationship with my ex for almost a year, not quite. We had been living together for most of that time, and I was pretty freaking miserable. At the time, I did not obviously fully understand what was going on or what was causing my misery, Um, but I remember thinking, you know what, I... 
I lost my dog almost a year ago and she was such an emotional support. I talk about this in a previous episode, by the way, um, entitled hero or villain. I a little bit talk about what happened with my dog and how my ex was involved with that and things like that. So check that out if you're interested. Um, but I thought that maybe having a dog around who, you know, obviously, you know, dogs are very loving. They're very supportive. Like I said, my, my other dog, Millie, who was killed, um, was always with me. I would be up late in the night breastfeeding my child and she would be right there. Or, you know, if I was crying or sick or happy or sad or whatever, she was always right there. And so I decided that I wanted to get another dog, um, and I wanted to train the dog to be an emotional support animal. So I ended up getting Pip and I trained her. I stay up, I stayed up with her at night, you know, potty training her, doing all the things. I started working with her to become an emotional support animal. I taught her to come and sit next to me or sort of draped over my lap when I was feeling anxious or sad or whatever. Um, and then things started to change with Pip. As you all know, um, COVID hit um, in around March or April, or we started finally taking COVID seriously and making all the changes around March or April of 2020. I don't need to remind you all of the horrors um, of that time, but I got Pip right before COVID hit, right before we had our 30-day um, I had a 30-day um, quarantine from work, um, but I ended up going back, like I said, after 30 days, and my ex did not. They did not have, like, they sort of had a job where they were working from home, but um, they weren't uh, actually doing anything. That sounds weird. Um, they just stayed home. And so they were with the dog a lot more because I had to go back from work, but very quickly, um, they started saying, you know, well, I'm the one taking care of the dog. Um, she's more attached to me than she is you. You two aren't bonded. Um, she's basically my dog. And that continued from, like I said, a few months after I got Pip to right up until I left. So throughout the relationship, like I said, um, you know, from the time that I got Pip, she was used as a pawn. Um, there was a lot of, you know, um, you know, you can't take care of the dogs because I do have an older dog, Lucy. You can't take care of the dogs and Adler. You know, if we ever break up, I'm obviously going to take Pip because she's mine. So it was kind of like a, well, if you try to leave me, then you're losing Pip kind of thing. Um, when there were moments that we were in arguments, which was quite often, um, if Pip was trying to do the behavior that I had taught her, which was like, you know, she would come and sit next to me or, you know, things like that. My ex would come and pick her up and take her away from me, remove her from the room, remove her from my presence and like hold on to her, like physically hold her in their arms. Um, yeah, <laughs> there was a lot of back and forth, um, over the course of about a year with Pip because I knew for quite a while that we would not all be a family, that we would not all live together, that we would not keep quote unquote raising my son together, that, you know, obviously one of us was going to have to keep the dog um, when the time came. And I just, there was a lot of back and forth within me in terms of who was going to keep the dog because as I said, I was being told that I was incapable of handling everything alone. Um, 
I do want to talk about how abusers will use children to control and manipulate in another episode, but it was very much like a learned helplessness situation where it's like, oh my gosh, they're right. I can't take care of two dogs, especially this one. That's a puppy that needs a lot of, you know, extra attention and care and things like that. And I've got a small child and how am I going to take care of everything? And so, um, what can happen is that you do start to believe them. You do start to think, well, you know, I can't, what am I going to do? You know, how am I going to handle all of these things? Um, and it took me a very long time to realize that I had three dogs and a kid that I took care of by myself before my ex even came along. (laughs) And so, you know, obviously that's a really important part of these kinds of situations is remembering that you have done these things and that you are capable of doing these things and that they're saying these things simply so that, you know, they win over you. They get to either keep the dog, which by the way, I've said this in another episode, my ex didn't even say a word after I took the dog. They didn't try to fight for the dog or anything like that. They didn't actually want the dog. They were simply using the dog to control me, to try to hurt me, to try to keep me around, you know, out of fear of losing the dog, whatever it was. So in the video, um, as I mentioned, a lot of people were like, oh my gosh, the only abuse here is you not petting your dog. I feel so bad for your dog. Why aren't you paying attention to your dog? And of course, a lot of people who have been in these kinds of situations have commented things like, oh my goodness, you know, this was how I, it was with my ex. This is how it was with my abuser. This is how, you know, with the dog, you know, I, I see this, I feel this, I understand this. Um, and a lot of people just don't understand that what had happened was over time, I was, the tie that I had with my dog was basically severed. There was no, there was no bond there. So when I walk in, in that video, you can see that I almost don't even notice her. I give her just a quick pet, even though the dog is very clearly in love with me, very clearly attached to me. I really believed my ex, when they said that the dog didn't care about me, that the dog only cared with them, was only bonded with them. And they would say things, they would ask me questions like, um, do you, why do you think she loves me so much? Why do you think she's so attached to me? Why do you think, um, you know, like to, to get me to think about those, to get me to think about the difference in my connection with the dog and their connection with the dog, right? So to drive home the fact that this was their dog And I remember another time that they were petting the dog and they said, I would absolutely not be able to survive if I lost this dog. If she died, I could not live. And I was standing there just a couple of months removed from having buried my little Yorkie, which again, I've talked about in another episode. And I remember thinking, how incredibly heartless that you're standing here with my dog that I bought for myself and trained for me saying that you couldn't survive without them when you are the one who came and buried my dog after she was killed. Like, there's definitely a lot of um, confusion going on in my brain. There's a lot of convincing me of how things are. Um, And again, like I already mentioned, like, you do get to a point where you're like, I don't think this is my dog. I, you know, this dog doesn't care about me. And so, yeah, in the video, you know, I'm walking right past her, Um, And another thing that a lot of people related to was that, like I said, I wasn't really allowed to interact with the dog. Had I walked in and gotten down on the floor and praised her and pet her and told her I missed her, my ex would not have liked that. My ex most likely would have come over and picked the dog up and removed her from me. And that is something that, you know, like I said, so many people related to. Oh my goodness, 
you know, my ex tried to keep my dog. My, my ex wouldn't let me pet the dog. I had to make sure that I talked to them first before I acknowledged anyone else in the house, including kids. Um, and this is a very, very painful thing for people to, to realize. Like, I can't even watch that video because um, it's so, obviously so hard to see myself like that. But also just watching my poor little dog who, you know, loved me so much and just thinking about how much I believed what they were telling me and how I just completely lost that relationship with the animal that I handpicked for me. It's really sad. It's really hard to think about that time. Um, And I know that a lot of you can relate to that. I remember when I first left and I was staying at my son's dad's house for about a week. um, And we were alone there because he was traveling and I had Pip with me. And my ex came over um, that whole week. It was, you know, on and off again of them like showing up and... um, doing all the things, which I will make a whole episode about that week of, um, what they call narcissistic injury, but that's a whole other story. Um, but my ex would just over and over and over again, say, you know, ask, what's the plan for the dog? What are you going to do with the dog? And I would say, you know, I haven't made my decision yet. I don't know what's going on. I need time to think about it. I'm going to hold on to her while I decide what's going on with her. And my ex would say, well, you know what to do. You know what the answer is. You know the best thing for Pip. You know where she needs to be. And I, of course, would say, let me guess. (laughs) That's you, right? So a lot of you are probably wondering what happened with the dog after all of that. When I left my ex, I left all of my possessions, all of my son's possessions, my plants, and both of my dogs in the house where we were living. I had a plan in my head to stay gone for three months. I had no intention of coming back before that three-month time was up because I was waiting for my son's dad to get home from a training, and I wasn't going to return to the area without his support. If you don't know this, we co-parent together. We're a very close family, um, and I definitely was going to need to lean on him for you know getting my stuff back out and transitioning back into life without my abuser there. Um, Didn't want to stick around without him. Didn't feel safe to do that, especially not with my son and the way that my ex was showing up, you know, trying to get the dog, trying to get back in our lives, trying to get my son to go, you know, get a donut with them, etc. So I left the dogs and I remember being in Spain and still just not sure if I was going to lose them or not. I knew, I hoped that I would get Lucy back because my ex hated the dog. She's an older dog. Um, never liked her, was always kind of cruel to her. Um, and as I mentioned in, uh, in a previous episode, had told a another person that they were going to give my old dog to the pound. So it was possible that I was going to lose both animals. Um, and I really just did not know if I was ever going to be able to get Pip back from them. Cause like I said, I left the dog. Um, I did end up having someone come and get the dogs. Someone reached out to me. Again, this is all in a previous episode, so I'm sorry if this is repetitive, but someone reached out to me, got both dogs. I did have to ask the police if I could do that because I was very afraid of retaliation. Um, She is my dog. I have lots of proof that she is my dog. And the police, of course, were like, absolutely go get her. If there's any retaliation, you know, you've called about um, this person before, let us know. We will be right there. 
um, you know, this is abuse, this is definitely criminal, if they do this, this, or that, um, we'll be right there. So, someone watched my dogs for me for a month because it was still going to be a whole month before I came back to get my stuff, before I came back to, like, retransition back into living where we lived. And honestly, if it wasn't for actually two people who kind of tag-teamed their care, I don't think that I would have either dog. I really don't. So I came home. I got my dogs back. The dogs have been with me since December of 2021. It is now March of 2021. Sorry, 2022. I just looked at the date. It says March 21st, 2022. I swear I know what year this is. Um, and they have both been doing incredibly well. Um, they are both happy and healthy and... Um, Lucy, my old dog, uh, never used to come out when I lived with my ex. She would stay in a crate in the room and just hide out and kind of only come out at night to get food and water, which I just thought, oh, she's just so old. She doesn't want to be out. You know, there's a toddler around, uh, but she very quickly changed and both of them are like completely different animals from how they were when we lived with my ex. Um, she will come out, she will greet visitors, she will stay like in the family space even when people are around, which again, before she would just almost never come out um, to greet people or anything. <laughs> and so it's just really nice to see the little old girl thriving and feeling safe and happy in this space that we're in now. Pip, again, also a completely different dog. She's so smart, she is so loving, she's always following my son and I around, she's very, very happy. And so every day I greet her very excitedly when I come home, both of them, for everyone who felt sorry for her in the video, she gets lots of attention and love and pets and walks and treats and um, sleeps with <laughs> sleeps with me in my bed. So she has a great life now, um, just to assure everyone who was worried about her. And so I am so thankful. I know that I made the right decision in keeping her because again, there was a time that almost like when you first leave and you're not sure you're doing the right thing because you're in cognitive dissonance and you're like, was I really abused or wasn't I? What's going on? I had that struggle for quite a while. Like, did I do the right thing? Am I doing the right thing? Absolutely. Try to get your animals if you can. I know a lot of people have told me that they um, lost their animals. Um, some, I won't repeat it here, but have had horrible things happen to their animals um, from having been in abusive relationships because, you know, when those people feel like they're losing you, they lash out. They don't want you to have the animal. They want to punish you. They want you to hurt. Um, and they are sometimes capable of doing some pretty nasty things. So yes, I am one of the lucky ones. I was able to get them, um, to care for them. I will say that when, um, they were picked up, they, it was very clear that both of them had been neglected, which I feel very guilty for because I did leave them there, um, not knowing what was going to happen to them, you know, with the hopes that they would, that I would be able to get them. So that's something that I have to live with. But again, they're fine now. They both had fleas. They both had mats all over their fur. They were both dirty. Um, they were both underfed. You could tell that they just had not been cared for. So, you know, these are the things that that can happen. And I know that um, it's very difficult. It's very scary. Like I said, I am one of the lucky ones because a lot of times, you know, once that person has possession of the animal, it's I it's 
the the fact that I got them back was a freak situation. Freak situation. <laughs> very, very, very lucky. So please be safe. Please take care of yourselves. Obviously, it's as as sad as it is, your life and your children's life is first and foremost getting your, you know, getting out safely. I would love to know. Um, I I have seen that in some other countries there are resources. There are like rescue organizations that will go into abusive situations and help get the animals out, care for them while you are trying to get out um, and then return them safely back to you when you're all set up to do so. I have, again, heard this in other countries. I have not seen anything like this in the United States. I hope that that is something that we'll start to see in the near future as people start to become more educated about emotional abuse and domestic violence and things like this and how pets are used and abused in the process as well so if you know of any organizations please let me know please send them my way i would like to be able to share them on my social media accounts as resources for people who are in these situations i know that i would have probably been able to leave sooner and had less guilt if i had known that they would have been taken care of um, for the time that i was kind of in transition So again, um, if you are still in an abusive situation and you have pets and kids and your abuser is using them to keep you around or, you know, scaring you into thinking that something will happen to them if you leave or whatever, um, please, please reach out to someone that you trust for help. See if there's anyone who can watch them temporarily for you. Um, or help you get them back safely. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty nasty subject. It's hard to believe that there are people who would use innocent animals and innocent children as um, pawns to control and abuse people, but it does happen, absolutely. I hope this episode um, was helpful to you. I hope that it brought some peace to some of the people who were wondering, you know, again, why I wasn't petting my dog. I hope that it helps you to know that I did get her back and that she's safe and happy. I hope it gives you hope if you are in a situation where you might lose an animal. Um, I hope it brings you awareness for yourself or others if you think that someone might be being manipulated um, by someone who's holding an animal over their head, so to speak. Um, either way, I hope again that this episode brought you some kind of good, um, good thing that you can take and use as you wish. Um, as always, thank you so much for listening. If you like this podcast, please rate, review, subscribe. I want to make sure I can get these episodes into the ears of the people who need this the most. Um, if you want more from me, you can always find me on TikTok and Instagram at the Lindsay Goodman, and you can find me at my website, thelindsaygoodman.com. Thank you. And I will be back next week with the newly named podcast. It's not all rainbows.